I want to bring in our next guest, Chris Robinson, the managing director at TJM Institutional Services, joins us this morning to talk commodities. Chris, welcome. Good morning to you. We started off the show uh, mentioning how the, well, for financial markets, the focus to begin the week, it's all about that storm developing in the UK. For energy traders, though, it seems like this week the focus is going to be on a storm that's developing in the Gulf this week. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, it hit uh, Nova Scotia pretty hard. Um, if it obviously comes down here, I think it's going to, it'll impact probably more than anything. It'll be RBOB. Um, if that comes through and, you know, really uh, disrupts. So, you know, we deal with this every year. We'll, we'll see what happens. The market's kind of already priced it in. The interesting thing is, I mean, there's, there's nowhere to go but go it up. If you look at all those, uh, the whole complex that's lower today, basically uh, on the overnight Sunday night move in the, in the pound, you know, it was, it was one of those things. We saw this a while ago when we, remember when crude oil broke 35 bucks in a month, it was like, well, what's going on? Um, that was probably the Chinese shutting down and also the, the first the first utterances of the words recession. And it, you see this last night, we hit some key levels and the machines, the Autobots, whatever you want to call them, uh, they've, they've all been selling uh, commodities pretty much across the board as a defensive measure. So even if we did get a, a nasty hurricane down there, it might not impact prices, um, you know, the way people think. So be careful about assuming, well, you know, we're going to have a hurricane, got to get long crude oil. It might not pan out that way. Well, it certainly hasn't at this point. We're looking at price right now as it's come off the 123 level down to, uh, to your point, 77.21. Not the typical uh, reaction you expect to see as the storm's approaching along these lines to this magnitude. Um, to that point, I mean, we were talking earlier in the show, and you mentioned the British pound. I mean, the strength we're seeing there, the ripple effect is the dollar. I'm sorry, the weakness in the British pound, the strength in the U.S. dollar, the ripple effect that creates, it, it can be seen in commodities as well. Sure, it's the knee-jerk reaction. You're taught in Econ 101. Higher dollar, it's all commodities, kind of a no-brainer. We'll see where we are, you know, uh, at the end of the day or the end of the week. You have, to remember, you have to remember, excuse me, there's only five days left in this month, so you're going to have some positioning evening up. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to go home with a loser on their sheet, so you may see mm -hmm. that happening. And we're heading into October, which, for better or for worse, all you're going to hear about for the next month is October 29 and October 87. Uh, they will be beating that drum out there. Um, so th that's the risk as we head in this type of, this time of year. So you're absolutely correct. Um, the, the the overnight move really was most significant. Was basically everybody's out of the pound when they halted trade in the pound. Well, if you can't get out of pound, you got to sell other things. That's really what happened last night. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what we're seeing here in terms of the supply side of things, because it, it does seem like most of the focus here has been tied to demand, those concerns, recessionary fears, ultimately. But uh, we've also seen a fair amount of Russian supplies getting out through China, through India. We were talking about that uh, a minute ago in terms of uh, uh, what we're seeing as far as the uh, UK and uh, the relationship there playing out. But but the supply side here has been, well, largely ignored for the most part as it has been, uh, well, the focus has been on recessionary concerns. Right. Look at Natty Gas this morning, right? It's actually lower. So who do, you know, who had that in their, in their playbook, you know? And also, too, it's kind of interesting or odd or something to think about or wonder about. You know, they're, they're really bombing specific areas now in Ukraine, which you think would impact exports of wheat. Russia had a huge wheat crop this year. I mean, it, it flew in the face of the whole, you know, the climate issue. And, you know, part of, half, of, half of Europe did have a drought. But Russia had a great wheat crop. But they, got no, they have no place to go with it right now. That's the problem. And it's interesting. Even though they, they've been 
bombing more directly some some areas that you think would impact two things have happened that corridor has stayed open the corridor where they can ship grain and you see it with the wheat wheat's actually lower less less light um so as in, in the general part of the entire commodity uh pressure last night so where we end today or friday i don't put much stock into the sunday night trade i, I hate to tell that to you uh, Sunday night trade, you know. No, I think that's fair, Chris. I mean, it's, a, yeah. it's in, in many ways, oftentimes in a liquid trade. And we started off the show talking about how some of that moved in the overnight session we saw in the British pound was directly tied to that. I mean, it's 400 points off the low right now. Right. Well, because people aren't in front of their screens. Yeah. And you can argue the benefit or the non-benefit right. of having it. Yeah. At the end of the day, the market's open. So trade it if you want to trade it. But less volume equals more volatility, equals more risk. I mean, look at last night in the middle of the night. They ran crude oil down to 77 um, and then immediately came back a dollar. So you're going to see a lot more volatility. I think that uh, there's going to be opportunity. But when you get volatile like this, my advice to my clients and anybody that works with me, I was like, cut back your size, trade small, because you're going to have bigger moves. Last thing you want to be doing is uh, over trading in a market like this where you're going to have these swings. And and we're going to find out in real time that markets don't always do rational things. So just mm. because you think mm. A plus B equals C, um, the market has a way of, of not having that work for you. And I know you wanted to mention about uh, uh, gold. Look at gold. It's a 22 or 23 month low. It's at a big inflection point here. This this um, 1670 level, uh, 1650 level. If that doesn't hold, that opens up the door to. 1550, those are just big technical levels for uh, gold. And here you would have thought with all the stuff going on in the world and uh, uncertainty, yada, 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 currency issues, you'd think that gold would have had a bid and it doesn't. So there's a perfect example of what may seem like a logical idea um, not panning out. I completely agree. Now, uh, to that point here, markets uh, do not do rational things oftentimes. And I think it's good advice to remind our viewers that flat is a position Chris, I use those to kind of equate it to, you know, as a bricklayer. And often uh, times I, I would sort of think of myself as a trader like that, right? Just small, chipping away slowly but surely. But, but as a bricklayer, you wouldn't necessarily go out in hurricane-type conditions to go lay bricks, right? Ultimately, you'd be just kind of sitting inside and waiting for that storm to pass. So when volatility reaches these levels like that, maybe, again, it is a time to sort of sit back and watch and, and again, uh, just kind of uh, remind yourself that uh, flat, as I said, is a position Talk to us a little bit about uh, some of the other industrial metals because kind of tying all this together, you've got strength in the U.S. dollar. You've got all these demand concerns right now. Silver and copper, where does that leave uh, uh, the others that we haven't really mentioned? Well, I mean, copper is really a, a really good indicator of what's going on with China. Um, you know, you, you don't want to go, go too, dark, too, too deep in the woods there, but that's a really good indicator of worldwide issues. Also, too, which is an odd thing to look at, I look at Malaysian palm oil. It's 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 another issue to kind of overall health of the world economy. And you know, at the end of the day, even though we have tight supplies and a lot of commodities, like especially here at home with with corn and beans, mm -hmm. if if the overall pressure is to not want to own commodities, and you see that with uh, um, silver and copper mm -hmm. and everything else moving lower, again, that's another another issue where you're looking at saying, well, the market should be doing this. It's not when the market's acting you know, um, contrary to what most people would think would be logical. There's two things there. There's risk, but there's also a potential opportunity. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say is, is if you're gonna be watching uh, copper as, you know, gee, you know, I wanna get long all commodities, 
Um, that can be a, 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 a risky idea. It's kind of like watching uh, cotton as well. We've, been, we've had a lot of volatility in cotton. Cotton's very sensitive to what's going on in China. Um, so yes, I would continue to watch them. But as far as you know, putting blind faith in them, saying, well, copper's doing this, so I wanted to do that, I'd be very careful about that at this point. You know, Chris, uh, during these difficult times when you're talking about dynamic markets, headline risks that we're talking uh, as far as uh, price activity and potential catalysts for, I oftentimes revert to the technicals. If we could just pull this chart up again here on copper, because this is a similar pattern to what we're going to be talking about as far as our chart of the day today. Look at this big move lower in copper. We're talking from 450, just 440 ish to the four, I'm sorry, to the 320 level. And then you can see some of the sideways consolidation that's been playing out since this high conviction move lower and then just acceptance of right now. We did rally back up to 380, but we're rolling over and a bit more overlapping and rotational recently than we had seen as far as that big move through $4. So something we're going to be looking at here in just a couple minutes when we're talking crude and uh, some of these big moves here we're talking technicals but chris always appreciate you joining us to break down the fundamentals and uh, have a look at some of the commodities that we should be watching as we begin the week with this big move in the dollar and the british pound and again that widespread ripple effect that it has on markets chris robinson uh, joins us from tgm institutional services chris thanks again